0: So in these short gatherings, we've been talking about methods of purifying one's soul. Methods of purification for oneself, methods for rectification of oneself, various methods that a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs to be aware of in order to maintain his soul upon the righteousness and piety, upon the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We spoke previously about some of these methods. One of them was constant du'a, always referring back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala returning back to him, submitting to him, recognizing your poverty before your Lord, calling upon him constantly with your needs, with your dua. That is a means of rectification for yourself, a means of salvation for your soul. We also mentioned from the means was constantly revising the Qur'an, recitation of the Qur'an, understanding of the Qur'an, recognizing the meanings, the tafsir of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us with and speaking to us with in the Qur'an. And that would be a great means of purifying your soul also, similarly we mentioned from the means was remembering and recollecting death often for a person who remembers and recollects death often and that this death may befall you at any time then that individual will wish to be upon constant preparation for that time lest that time overcomes him and he is unprepared. So the constant remembrance of death, it is something that also encourages an individual to be upon purification of his soul, to be upon rectification of his soul. We also mentioned the righteous colleagues and the good friends and company. That is another means of ensuring that your soul is rectified, that you are upon piety and righteousness by having the friends and the company who are also righteous and pious. Because if you do not, and your company is bad, then that will rub off on you And you will also find yourself in weakness of iman. But if you have the strong company, the people of taqwa, people of iman, the practicing servants of Allah, those are the types of people your company is, then that will certainly impact upon you in the purification of your soul, in the rectification of yourself. Today we'll mention another point from the means for a person to maintain purity in his soul, to maintain that uprightness, piety in his self. And that is <laughs> to be warned from considering yourself to be too good, basically, that a person considers himself to be safe, that he is practicing, MashaAllah, that he is upon the Quran and the Sunnah, MashaAllah, excellent. But then for a person to become deceived by that, into thinking that now he is safe, he is upon the right path, he doesn't have anything to worry about now, then that is from the delusion that the shaytan places upon you. We already heard the narration previously, ahlil-jannah, hatta ma wa فيسبق عليه الكتاب، فيعمل بعمل أهل النار، فيدخلها. That maybe a person does the actions and deeds of the people of paradise, those deserving of paradise, and he continues upon that way of righteousness until there is nothing between him. And paradise, other than an arm span, he is practically there. But then the decree overcomes, he changes his ways and ends up performing actions that are from the actions of the people of Hellfire. And so those actions at the end of his lifetime, override the Tawheed and the good he had been upon. They nullify and invalidate what he had been upon. And so he ends up in the hellfire. Hence we mentioned before how the Prophet ﷺ constantly used to make dua to Allah. يَا مُقَلِّبَ الْقُلُوبِ thabbit qalbi ala O Allah, the one who changes the hearts of the people, keep my heart firm upon your religion. So here now the point being, a person does not become deceived by himself, thinking that he is upon righteousness, he is upon goodness, that he is now safe with nothing to worry about. That would be a deception of the shaitan upon him. Similarly, for a person to think that because he is practicing, he is from the pious and the mu'minun and the righteous, and to consider himself to be from the high levels of the believers now, That is not the way of the Salaf. In fact, it is mentioned from some of the Salaf with all of the worship they used to do. It was said to one of them, if you were told right now that you have a foot in paradise or a foot in hellfire, where do you think you are? The reply that I do not know. Perhaps I am from those with a foot in the hellfire, despite what the Salaf were upon, in terms of how many deeds they used to do, how much worship they used to do. It's mentioned in one narration, one of them said, if the angel of death was to come to my door right now, Right now, I would have nothing more in terms of actions I could have done. Meaning all day he's been upon absolute worship. The angel of death suddenly comes, he says there's nothing more I could have added upon worship in every moment and minute. It's mentioned from Masruq that when he did hajj, He used to pray at night, pray so much that he would in the end fall asleep in the position, the posture of prostration. They said to him, how come? He said, because the days of Hajj are so short, meaning their number is few. The days of Hajj are only a few. And I wish to utilize these days, every single one of them, every moment of them, in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such that even during the night he would be in prayer, prayer upon prayer, and then eventually falling asleep in the position of prostration itself being upon absolute worship in every moment of those very few limited days. And now in Ramadan, these days are limited already at the halfway point. At the halfway point of Ramadan, we are arriving. And soon you will arrive at the last 10, insha'Allah ta'ala, those last 10 nights. That are more virtuous than any other nights of the year. Those last ten nights. Where Aisha رضي الله عنها mentioned. That the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. إذا دخل العشر الأواخر شد مئزرة وأحيا ليلة وأيقظ أهله متفق عليه. when the last ten nights came the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam shadda mi'zara meaning that he would strive even more in worship even more and more than the first 20 days of ramadan and even the first 20 were filled with worship but in the last 10 nights even more wa ahya that he would pray the whole night in the last 10 nights and he would awaken his family members in order that they may also benefit from that so these days are limited these nights are limited they come and they pass by and every time one passes by that will never be retrieved again and a person does not know whether they will be given this opportunity again in the years to come, or whether this will be their final opportunity in this month of Ramadan. So it is upon a person never to become deceived by his own actions, deceived by thinking he is upon piety, righteousness, he comes to the mosque, he prays, a person does not allow himself to become carried away. Consider yourselves and compare yourselves no matter what worship you do to what the Salaf they used to do. Consider yourselves to the example of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You pray now for an hour and a bit, an hour and some minutes an hour and ten, an hour and twenty, an hour and a half. The Prophet ﷺ used to pray the night prayer standing so long that his feet would become swollen, his feet would become blistered from standing in the night prayer so long. It is mentioned by a al that perhaps the Prophet ﷺ used to stand for several hours a night, five, six, seven hours of the night in prayer. And you do now an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. And the Prophet ﷺ, used to do hours and hours in a single night every night. Such that his feet became swollen and blistered. Aisha radiallahu anha said to him, Why? Why to this level feet blistered and swollen from the prayer? And Allah has forgiven for you your sins. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Should I not be a grateful servant to Allah? Should I not be thankful to Allah, grateful to Allah for all of that which He has blessed me upon? For all of that which Allah has blessed us with, should we not be grateful and thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So a person, a true believer with Iman in his heart loves to do the worship and recognizes his level, recognizes where he is. And in front of the people we may be what we are. Everybody may be what they are, but everybody knows their secrets. And everybody knows what occurs when the eyes of the people are not upon them. So every individual needs to recognize his level, and not to become deceived by himself. For indeed a person who can do that, keep himself in check, and not become deceived by himself and his actions, then that will keep his soul upon that rectification and purification. But as for the one who becomes deceived then that is losing the purification of the soul, losing the righteousness and the piety of the soul. So we'll conclude upon that short reminder for tonight, until the next one insha'Allah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.